Astro, no. What you know about rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze. When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion. Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Steroids Are Good. Prashanta and Dex joining you again. Uh, yeah, we apologize for the uh, bit of the delay that we had. Uh, life stuff got in the way, and then we had actually started recording an episode earlier in the week, but technical issues my laptop <laughs> class so crashed so you can blame me for that but yeah now yeah. we're uh, hoping that this one can uh, get to you back on time so uh how have you been doing yes. Dex? how's the uh, past uh, few weeks been for you oh, i've been pretty good you know just watching sports watching fighting you know i literally have been um superstitious this last couple of weeks well the last week or so i obviously i want the bucks to win Giannis is my player right now so um it seems like when I talk a lot of mess to people as of late, when it comes down to like basketball games, my team loses. Yeah. So I just decided to just completely stop talking to like anybody that is on the opposing team that wants the opposing team. I won't talk trash. I won't do anything. And we're on a three game win streak. So I'm just going to still yeah, be like yeah, that with sure. anybody else. For sure. I, yeah. I think that's always the best approach to just be like, uh, you know, just let, allow things to happen rather than just talk about it beforehand i think is the best thing to do when it comes exactly to but, exactly but yeah so uh did you get a chance to watch a uh, space jam 2 yet oh uh, yeah you know i did um i thought it was you know i guess being a you know 80s baby um and no one seen the original space jam it's just not the same it's not the same as i thought it was gonna be. i mean i like the twist that they did with it i really like don cheeto in it i think he was the best person the best actor in there um surprisingly i didn't like lebron james uh acting in that one it's crazy because usually my, my, like when lebron's in movies i like him in movies uh and so it's really crazy i didn't really like him too much in this one i um I don't know. I like Damian Lillard's character, Kronos. <laughs> that one little Dame Time thing when he was clicking on this little thing, Dame Time. That was cool. But anything else, I I could pass on it. What do you think about I it? I haven't watched it. I, I don't think I'm going to watch it. It, was just, it just doesn't seem like it's for me. It seems like it's probably just like a kid's movie. And I don't know. I stopped liking the original Space Jam when I was like 14 or something. I liked it when I was 12. <laughs> but, you know, when I was like 14 and ended up watching it again, I was just like, this movie sucks. <laughs> you know, I, I just... Kind of... You know, the original, you know, you know what's really fucked up? Was really fucked up is that kids is going to watch this Space Jam and that's going to be their Space Jam. They're not going... And they're going to look back on the original I mean, and be like, oh, this one sucks. The first one is kind of bad, too, to be honest. So I don't think they're... I think they're it's keeping up with this one, bro. Future. You got to watch this one. <laughs> You gotta watch this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I actually did watch a horror movie on HBO Max last night that I want to recommend to people before we start talking about sports and stuff like what? that. It's called The uh, Empty What Man, is it? Right? So I think you have HBO Max okay. Rodex. I'm sure that's where you watched uh, Space Jam. Yes, so, I do. Yeah, it's called The Empty Man. And mm -hmm. it's. It, I think it was literally on the homepage of HBO Max. I'd heard about it like a few months ago, but yeah. it wasn't streaming anywhere. So I, I, And I didn't want to pay up to rent it. So 
you know, I was just kind of waiting until it hit streaming. So yeah, it ended up being on HBO Max. It's it was on the pretty much like the front of the service, pretty much like as like a new thing, like newly added or something like that. Really creepy, really yeah. atmospheric. Really, I thought it was a really interesting movie. So yeah, if you watch it, let me know what you think. You can you guys can let us know in the comments. Okay. And Dex, uh, you can let me know when we record next time. Go, I guess. I definitely let you. I definitely let you know. Oh, if you want to recommend something, have you have you watched American Horror Stories? Uh, no. On no. FX, it I premiered. Watching the main show after like the second season, I think. So I haven't I haven't cat watched yeah. it in a while. I haven't watched that show in a while. I watched it. it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. I thought it was okay. Yeah, because the new I guess the new season of American Horror Stories was to be starting up sometime yeah. soon, and I seen American Horror Stories. It it had a lot of like like second generation third generation stars on there i think it had sandy crawford's daughter up in there and it had um paris jackson in there like a lot of like second third generation stars in there so it was it was all right like um the first episode is the rubber man and the rub and the rubber woman is like the second part of it it's a two-part uh uh series premiere yeah so it was okay you know i thought it was cool i was like american horror story though so yeah okay yeah, yeah, so that sounds interesting. So, you know, getting back to uh, what we're here to talk about, I guess. Uh, you know, Sports. we wanted to cover the Euro <laughs> Cup. We wanted to cover, uh, you know, the earlier finals games. But unfortunately, with everything that happened, we were not able to do that. So, luckily, though, we did have a kind of a classic game last night that was really close. Ended up being back and forth, a lot of runs. Good game. And ultimately, the Bucks won. So, Dex, for you... Um, as in terms of like players in the game, who was the biggest winner and the biggest loser of the game for you last night? Uh, yeah, the biggest winner is True Holiday, Drew Holiday. Yeah, um, we talked, yeah, like I said, we talked about this um, in past podcasts. He was a big pickup, big difference from Eric Bledsoe. Um, he's making me not miss. He's making me not miss Malcolm Brogdon now. Mm -hmm. Uh, just with his like his defensive presence, his leadership, his poise, yeah. um, his timely shooting. I mean, he made. I mean, he's worth the money. Like if they like that was a big big play that he did. Um, and so obviously the biggest loser of that game was um, Devin Booker. I he was cooking the whole. Game. I disagree with you for, about that. And got ripped. I, I think I thought it was Chris ripped. Paul. I thought Chris Paul was the biggest loser of that game, and I think he really. I think he's been the biggest loser of these finals so far. I mean. The Suns have wasted back-to-back 40-point -back games and close games, uh, 40-point games that Devin Booker has had in close games. And, you know, Book was getting it done all night. Book was, like, uh, you know, scoring. He was basically getting to wherever he wanted all night. And ultimately, he did have a turnover on that last play, which the winner of that game, Drew Holiday, was responsible for. But I honestly don't think it's fair to blame a guy who had 40-something points for making one mistake at the end of the game. I think it's more on his teammates, especially... CP3, who, you know, before the series, people, he was the favorite to be the MVP. In the last couple of games, like the last two or three games, he's really kind of disappeared. You know, Devin Booker has had to carry this team yeah. on his shoulders in terms of, like, scoring load and everything. So, you know, I think CP is kind of the loser of this game. And, you know, unless the Suns come back to win this, he might be considered the loser of the series overall. And that's coming from someone who's his favorite player. So, you know that this is, you know, hard for me to say or whatever. It's but that's serious. what I think, yeah. I think you're feeling a little bit of that Destra swag right now. You're being too hard on him right now. No, I, no you're being too hard no, on CP3. I think that Book has been getting it done. Book has been scoring like 40 points back to back. There, there isn't much more that you can do than that. Like, you know, when you score all that much, when you have the ball in your hands that much, there's, there's going to be like mistakes sometimes and stuff like that, right? That's obvious. But I just think that no, CP just, you cannot get the ball I don't know, his game just seems game. off to me. Maybe it's the injury, but... You know, Giannis was injured before this series, too. So, you know, it's not like... I don't think it's fair to say <laughs> injuries or something like that. So, yeah, I think 
yeah, CP is the guy that I think has really got to step it up over these, the rest of the series if they want to win. I think for me, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah I, well, well, I just think you're hating on CP3. You gotta leave my friend alone. CP3 doing what he has to do. I just think I just thought what I thought when he came into this series. I literally thought Drew Holiday was a bigger guard. He's good at you know de defending smaller guards. Yeah. And Booz finally decided to make an adjustment. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, it really irks me that if they do win, Booz get this championship. And he's literally, like, the dumb, one of the dumbest coaches in, like, the NBA. I really don't I like I disagree with that. He's, he's not one of the dumbest coaches in oh the NBA. He's, he's had a few playoff he's dumb. Uh, mistakes and stuff like that that have really haunted him. But he's someone who, you know, you do, you don't consistently win that many games as he has. He's been he's, – he's won games in the regular season consistently. His teams have done – his teams have been great in the finals. But, hey, now they're one game away from winning the finals now. So – I don't think it's fair to just call him one of the dumbest coaches in the NBA. So, you know, the just dumbest saying. coaches in the NBA. I don't like them. I feel like they could have been won a championship. <laughs> I mean, he's <laughs> I about just, to lead them. He's about to take them to the championship now. I mean, he made those some of those necessary adjustments that we were talking about before. I mean, these, Giannis, Prashanta, Giannis you could is have made those adjustments, like bro. 40 minutes a game over these close games. Chris Middleton is playing over 40 minutes a game. He's made that adjustment. I think they're, they're, he's starting to make those adjustments a little bit that I think are really important to, the, uh, you know, do the thing. I don't, the I don't just call, want us to fall into this adjust, uh, NBA bro. Twitter meme or whatever thing of being like, oh, you know, this guy doesn't make adjustments and just making the same joke over and over again, right? Uh, you know, you can't win, you can't win a championship you if you have a bad or dumb coach is what I think. That ultimately, someone a bad yes, or dumb can. coach is going to get in the way. A coach, at the very least, has to not hurt you to win a championship. Is what I think. With with that squad, with Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and the role players that they have over there, you have to. I mean, I could have coached the Milwaukee no, Bucks to the finals no, right now. Yes, no, I could have. Didn't. The adjustments were so easy. No, Agar the high pick and roll, take Chris, put Drew Holiday on Chris Paul, take away Chris Paul, and make him actually work. It's not really all that hard. He's older. You make him fight, fight, and chase you around too. He's an older dude. I mean, it's not really all that hard. He put Giannis at the five so that he could guard I mean, he DeAndre was Giannis He's more at athletic. The three and stuff like that. When they were doing well, he was putting Giannis at like the three. He had Bobby Portis and. Uh... Brooke Lopez in there too, so positionless. You know, this this, this is Giannis positionless. Five, so Giannis plays the five. I think just by that, we can Giannis see that you would not be coaching. He was a point center. He was a point center. Giannis is a point center. You would not oh be coaching these bucks to the you, finals. You, why are you singing up for Booze? You know he's stupid as fuck. He's not. He's not. You know he is. He's not. Oh I disagree with that. Okay. I don't think you. I don't think you can be stupid and have your team within one game of winning the NBA Finals. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. If you have it no doesn't talent. matter, right? Like you can't win. You can't be that close to winning a championship by being a stupid or bad coach. You can. You know. I think at the very worst, a coach who gets his team to that level isn't hurting them. Is my point pretty much. Okay, let, let me not be a Stephen A and say somebody's stupid or something like that. Let me just say, I don't think Budenheiser is the coach for the Milwaukee Bucks in the future. I feel like they got I mean, a better coach a with better If they win a championship, strategy. then he is going to be the coach. If you win a it will be the only championship. championship if he stays, that will be the only championship. No. Yes. Pass. That's a hard pass. I mean, you want them to win. It's Your prediction they is that they're going to win. They're not going to win the championship and then fire and him. six. So. They better. They're not. They're not going to. So whatever. Uh, they I better. Guess, uh, I mean, I seen the Bulls do it. To ask you was, um, you know, people have yeah, been making ahead. these weird scenarios. Like uh, C.J. McCollum was having this weird scenario about what if Giannis goes out with COVID and fantasizing about Giannis being out with COVID and then Chris Middleton becoming the final MVP or something like that. So 
What do you think is kind of driving this thing of Giannis not getting like respect from other players as much? What do you think is like the force behind that? It's because he's not closing. It's because the ball's not in his hands. Like how, you know, the natural yeah, closer Yeah, but would I mean, <clears throat> I feel like someone like Chris Paul isn't like the closer for the Suns either. Devin Booker is the closer for the Suns. He what? You know, people Chris, still Chris Paul people closed still a lot of games. Chris he closed Paul games a lot six. more than him. You know, people still respect like other guys a lot more. You know, it's for whatever reason. Giannis isn't get it doesn't get the same. Level. And Giannis ain't friends with nobody. And you know, you, you know, Giannis isn't friends with nobody either. He takes that Kobe mentality for real. He doesn't play with people during the summertime. He doesn't go on vacations with you know other players or other teams. Yeah. And so naturally, of course, you know that he's just like public enemy number one. I, you know, I told you if he gets over seventy percent, then. I could start putting him back in that upper echelon, upper tier of great, greatest of all time. If he started doing it, he started making his free throws. I mean, um, he's doing better. I mean, he, doesn't, um, he doesn't have to. I mean, he's he, shooting like I think he's shooting something like sixty percent from the free throws, not seventy percent, like fifty or sixty percent, somewhere in that range. And you know, they're leading I say the series. He's, moving up he's there. leading that team in points. I think he leads there. them in points, rebounds, and assists. He, rebounds. He's really close, if not like leading them in assists. So yeah, man, back to back forty point games. He. He led the team in scoring again last night and, and had that clutch uh, dunk and everything. 32. So, you know, finishing through contact uh, and everything like that. So, I don't know, man. It just seems like... Does he get... Okay, so my question like is, does he get past Brooklyn like, next year? I don't think... Yeah, I think that for whatever reason, like, people focus on Giannis not being a good shooter in the way that they don't focus on other, like, superstars and holders in their games. Like, I don't know why that one hole in Giannis's game is so focused on as if he can't do anything, as if he can't do anything because of that one hole. Like, he can do pretty much everything. Hey, the post-turner, hey, his post-turner, hey, his post-turnaround fade has got real pretty lately. Yeah, but that's that's not a jumper, though. And, and Over that elbow. focus on his lack of a jumper as if, like, he there's doesn't never need a jumper, been a though. perfect player in NBA history. There's never been, like, a perfect player who can do literally there has been. in NBA history. So. You know, that just doesn't... There has been. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. His name was Bill Russell. You know Bill what? Russell I was going to ask you about Bill that. Bill Russell couldn't shoot or pass. He was like a defensive-minded big man. He couldn't shoot or pass. He, was, he wasn't, hey, he he wasn't was able to do every to single little thing. Hey, hey, but listen, I have a question yeah, for up? you, okay? So... So there's the block for Giannis um, when he came when he's defending Devin off that screen mm -hmm. and one step block DeAndre from the alley. Yeah. Amazing yeah. Uh, play, right? People are like uh, trying to debate between him and LeBron James chase down block. Now, where I know where you are, you like the OG players too. Now they're saying those are one and two of the best like finals blocks of all time, but they're totally dismissing Bill Russell's block in like 1955. Where he came over two screens, and do you remember that play, or have you ever? I've seen never that play seen before? that play, man. I'm not as old as you. I wasn't born oh. in 1947 like you were, so I what can't. The I don't know that. Play. <laughs> <laughs> you talk. No, you I'm just saying play like from they 1955 just, just when there were like 18. You're I'm talking just about saying. Where, you're talking about an era of the league where like literally they had like open racial slurs as like one of the names of their teams probably at that time. They were called like it was like the <laughs> it was like there was like the St. Louis mix or something like that was one of the uh, teams yeah, that it was called. Was. And you're like, yeah, you know, in nineteen fifty five that wasn't no man. I think I think in I the mean, recent, you've I think seen in the Bill Russell's past defense. ten years probably those are the best blocks, but I, I honestly haven't seen like enough individual blocks or plays like that from games. I don't remember 
games like before the last like individual like plays from before like the last like 10 or 10. where do you rank them then which one which one is one and which one is two i think they're both really good i don't know that i could rank them i think as terms of in terms of like the athletic feat i think that lebron's is more impressive in terms of like having to chase him down and like block him from behind him and all that stuff i think that's a little more impressive athletically but in terms of like the awareness and the reaction to the thing and like the defensive like awareness and stuff like that Giannis is more impressive so you know there's different elements to it, but I think both are really impressive. I, 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 I kind of have to disagree with you about that. Not because I'm hating. You guys do not call me a hater. He is a, this, he is a hater, to, by uh, the way. But you know, look, you don't facts, have to call him one. Look, but facts, you can you know guys. in your hearts that he's not. He's a hater, even if you, even if you don't call him. You guys one. look, look, facts, right? So Iggy was like a hundred years old. He double clutched, right? LeBron, and then Iggy was like what? Iggy's like six, 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 seven. And going off a backboard, LeBron chases it back. But Iggy's not wasn't born past. This isn't young Iggy back in Denver or Philly, right? And he had a double clutch because J.R. Smith was right there, whatever. I don't so, mean in terms but of jumping. Think, I don't mean the athleticism in terms of jumping. I mean like recovering and re- recovering all that way and basically running up the court. What to do was that. that's, doing? That's I, blocking Devin Booker from that lane and coming off one foot to go up and block a seven like a seven one. Yeah, DeAndre but what I'm saying is that like air? that was relatively in the same area. I don't know why you're making me do, do this stupid bullshit debate thing. They're both really good. I already said that I don't want to rank them one or two. So. We all know what he we all know what he thinks was one is. You guys, I'm no, just, I was trying to bait. There is there is a one there clearly for me. So, I don't know. You're not gonna bait me into taking a firm position on it. I don't know. Yeah, talking about baiting or one thing. How did you think about the Euro, uh, the Euro finals? Like, what did you think? And what did you think about the racism that came afterward with, I guess, the black pairs in England? Yeah, I thought it was uh, terrible. I don't know if it was on purpose or not that the uh, coach kept them out for the whole game and then put them in kind of towards the very, very end of it. Uh, you know, they they yeah. just kind of ended up eating the blame for the rest of the players and stuff like that. They didn't deserve it. They they deserve to. You know the the other players miss penalties and stuff like that in Italy and everything. So you know that's just kind of what the cause of the game is, the flow of the game is, and the racism sucks. They shouldn't have been attacked like in terms of like that racist way and stuff like that. So yeah, deflated balls to the uh, England fans for doing that, I guess. Yeah, and to the England coach, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, you score the fastest goal in Euro like finals history, like with two minutes in, and then you played not to lose. It's like, why were you on the defense? Still? I mean, I watched the game, like, you know, like, like faithfully, the whole game. Yeah, yeah. It's like they were playing not to lose. They were on the defense the whole time. It was like, you guys can't score more. And then, yeah, that was really jacked up. And then you put a 19-year-old kid to do the last yeah, kick. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wouldn't have did that at all. Like, sense. if he was, like, some kind of, like, it doesn't. The pressure would have gotten, I mean, a whole, like, 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 countries on his back, whatever. Like, I would not have, like, put it on a 19-year-old kid cold like that and seeing what the goalie did with the others i wouldn't have did that like just i don't know and i'm not trying to stick up because there's not your kids that could probably have made that whatever yeah but definitely the backlash that came with it was just ridiculous I mean, sh- they wouldn't too, have no. they wouldn't be on the uh, national team if they couldn't make their penalties and stuff like that right so i don't know man i think that you know it was just an unfortunate situation maybe they weren't warmed up because they didn't play enough during the actual game and stuff like that I don't know, but yeah, I think that stuff like that happens in sports, you know, occasionally players will miss and, you know, the types of racist attacks are like, un, you know, it's not, it's like, what do you call, un, shouldn't be allowed to do that. So, yeah, that's pretty much it, what I have to say there. I, got, I, I have another question uh, yeah. for you, too. 
Um, how do you feel about the coaching hires and not now one single woman being hired as at a head coach position like Becky Hammond or Teresa Weatherspoon for like Philadelphia? Like, how do you feel about like NBA supposed to be in the most like progressive league and there's still not a woman? Head, I mean, there's assistant coaches, but I think Becky Hammond deserves, if not Teresa Weatherspoon, deserves a chance to coach. Like, how do you feel about no women being like being coaches right now in the NBA? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird, man. Like, I feel like those teams like like putting out there that they interview Becky Hammond and whoever else, but then ultimately not giving them the job. It's almost like the NFL treats black coaches and stuff like that, you know, where, you know, they'll be like, yeah. oh, yeah, we interviewed 10 different black coaches. But ultimately, you know, the white coach somehow ended up just being the best candidate for the job. Um, you know, it's good. Yeah. I will say the one thing that is good is that a lot of black coaches are getting hired this year. And it's not just to replace other black coaches. They're also replacing uh, white coaches who are replacing white coaches who have been fired. So next year, the number of black coaches is going to rise, I think, quite a bit. I mean, Willie Green is replacing Stan Van Gundy. Um, Chauncey mm -hmm. is replacing... Uh, Who's that guy in Terry Stotts, I think. Scott Stiles? Yeah, Terry no, Stotts so, yeah, in Portland. Terry Stotts, yeah. yeah. Um, who else? Ime Yudoka is replacing. Uh, Wes Unsell, you said. Yeah, yeah Wes Unsell Jr. So, yeah, there's going to be a few more black coaches, which I think is good for the league and all that stuff. Willie, yeah, Willie Green, I already talked about him. But, yeah, I think that it's going to be, uh, what do you call it? I think that it's, uh, I think that part of it is good. But, yeah, I think that someone i think that there's a lot of qualified women candidates for head coaching positions and that ultimately one of them should be getting a job at some time uh, what do you think dex i i honestly think that becky might be like who pop is grooming to take over as a successor for the spurs so i don't know maybe she ends up getting that job once he retires uh, what do you think dex yeah i think that um i don't know i think that um it's it's about damn time that a woman should be coaching in the nba yeah being a head coach, I can tell you that. Um, you know, Becky Hammond has been an uh, assistant coach for a good while now. I feel like she has the knowledge and know-how. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's very, very, like, I feel like her intelligence is way higher than a booze. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and then also, um, Teresa Rutherspoon, yeah, yeah. like, she's a very good assistant coach in Philadelphia. She's well-respected. Every player hands on her word. And so, you know, when you command that attention, you know, with like superstars and like even Ben Simmons, you know, Ben Simmons doesn't listen to nobody yeah. half the time, you know, to have that type of attention and to grab that, to have people gravitate to you like that and actually know basketball. I mean, we're talking about Hall of Famers right now, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And it's like, I feel like, you know, don't do it because it's a woman, but do it because they're the best qualified, they're the best, you know, candidate for the yeah. job. And um, I felt like they were the best candidates for the job in a, a couple of different organizations. And so that's my thought okay. on that. So in terms of like, I guess we talked about this a little bit, <clears throat> talked about the Blazers. We talked about, you talked about him during uh, the Space Jam review thing that you did. So what do you think about the Dame Lillard rumors that are kind of swirling around, especially over the past few days? So do you think that he does get it's traded? And if he does, where do you think is the most likely? And what do you think would be the best fit for him? Um, the most likely will be outside the West Coast. You know, no Portland doesn't want to like see him. Like a team, him I mean, like a team. You know, like, it's going to be. I don't think they're going to trade him in the conference. They're probably not going to try to trade him in the conference. But you know, if, well, I you know where I want him to come to, but that's probably not going to happen with the package. So, um, my theory is he's going to end up being with the Knicks. It's going to be. He'll end up going to the Knicks. The Knicks, the New York. Oh, Knicks. you think it's going to be the Knicks? That's yeah. The, I got the that's Knicks. That's who you think is the most likely. Him. That kind of makes sense. 
Yeah, they got the most. They got the most money, the most trade assets. Um, I feel like you know he works I, really well with I, that. I don't that know, team. man. To be honest, I don't know because I read a report that apparently the Knicks aren't willing to include uh, R.J. Barrett in any trade packages and stuff like that. So, by R.J. If, no, I, I mean I read a report that they're not willing to include him in any trade packages. So that's a lot. If that's the case, then I don't think that they're gonna get him. And honestly, uh, as a Knicks fan, I don't really want to trade R.J. I know Dame is really good and stuff like that, but. I don't. I don't want to trade RJ for at least a year or two. I w- I'd like to at least know, like the way he improved like so much from last year to this year. I'd like to get at least another year of him with like a full off season with these uh, Knicks coaches, with a full like development time and stuff like that. You know, if he continues on this trajectory, RJ can become an All Star himself. And I really don't want to like trade someone like that. I'd rather keep a uh, young like you know, all-star that we developed in our own thing and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't think that the Knicks are the most likely thing for that. I think that the most likely thing is that he stays in Portland. Uh, You know, he's kind of said this a little bit, but I think that he gives it at least another year in Portland. And he sees if this team can, like... So who does Portland get then? Who does does Portland get then to keep keep him happy for this year? They get Ben Simmons? Uh, Trade CJ McCollum? Yeah, I think that that might be a strong possibility of CJ McCollum. I, but I, I honestly think that if he does get traded, though, I think that who you just mentioned, uh, the Sixers are probably the strongest candidate for him if he does get traded. I think they, the Sixers could include, like, Ben Simmons, who, you know, despite his struggles and stuff like that, this guy is an all-star. He is an all-NBA-level all defender and stuff like that. He is, I think, someone, if you put the ball in his hands and you make him more of, like, the on-ball, like, role and stuff like that, I think he develops more of a confident type of thing. and. He's better in those type of situations. So I think Ben and, you know, a couple of their young guys like Matisse Teibel and um, who's the guy, the other guy, uh, Quickly's teammate, Tyrese Maxey, uh, you know, maybe some picks in there. I think that would be like a pretty good package for Dame. So I think that Philly would be the most likely fit. And he's a good fit with Joel Embiid too. Those two would be a good fit together. So that's why I see Philly as the most, like the best, uh, as the most likely possibility if he leaves Portland. But yeah, I just see Portland as being the most realistic situation there. I honestly think that the Knicks are willing to take their star hunting to another year because I think that they want to see how well like guys like quickly develop, how well RJ develops, see if those guys can become like more consistent, um, you know, and see if Julius takes another step forward too or not. So I honestly think that the Knicks, rather than going hunting for a really big superstar, I mean, if one becomes available, obviously they'll take that chance, but I don't think that they're going to be willing to like splurge necessarily on a superstar until probably a year or two out is what I personally think. I could be entirely, hey, I could be entirely well, wrong. New maybe York. like next week, once the uh, finals are over, once the, maybe next week once the finals <laughs> are over, they'll trade everything for RJ, and then we'll have Julius and and Dame in New York, and they'll be out in the second round instead of the first round. I don't know. This is why I look. I I have a, a conspiracy yeah, going we'll on. We need. Well, now we, yeah, you know, you know, I'm a, a die easy fan, and I love the Knicks this year, and I, I was a Knicks yeah. fan, so we, the Knicks, we, the Knicks, stand together right now. Um, we need Damian Lillard so we could bring my boy Zion to come to New York. That's because Zion had made mention in his press conference. That's not going to yeah. happen for at least another like two years, and even that would be like even that would be like they would have to give a ton of assets to get zion even at that time and they would have to give up a ton of assets to get dame at this time that's my main concern with this team is that that. like if you give up a ton of assets to get dame at this time then you're kind of like 
really limiting what you have to trade for other players to what you can get for other players, what you can uh, trade for other players. And you're basically capping this team. I I think that this team gets better, but I think I don't think like a Julius Lan Ran Randall Damian Willard team is getting to past even like the second round or maybe the conference finals or something like that, right? They're whooping Trey Young's ass. If 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 Damian was on that team, they would have whooped. I mean, Atlanta's yeah, ass. we don't know that. They weren't able. They weren't able to. I know they that. weren't able to guard Dame. That was not guard them. Guard Trey Young and Dame can't can't guard anyone. I feel like Trey Young goes up. They had they they they, they had an old Derrick Rose playing like thirty six minutes and whooping them. Yeah, but like again, they can't guard. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like, so how much more does Dame whoop them necessarily than uh, what do you call? Um, then Derrick Rose has what Dame puts up like thirty. Maybe Dame puts up thirty a game instead of whatever eighteen a game He's or whatever that uh, D Rose is averaging, and maybe they win a game. Maybe they even get to the next round. Does that team beat Milwaukee in the next round? I don't think so. I don't think they're beating the Bucks in round two, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But they would have been there was no there would be no ice trade yeah. would have been this. Yeah, I tell they, you that they in they New York. Beaten, yeah, and that's nice. But like I. And that's nice that we would have him, but we wouldn't be winning. And I, I want to win. I want to build a sustainable winning type of team. I don't want us to do the mellow move all over again, where we trade everything for mellow, and then t it's two years of like playoff basketball, and then every other year we miss the playoffs or we're bad in some way, and then we're constantly trying so, to chase these so, mistakes over and over again. I don't want that to happen. So I, so I wish is, I could make this, this, this the, breaking this news. This is the first and, time like, since like literally since the mellow trade that the Knicks have like a surplus of young assets and players and stuff like that, and that doesn't need to change yet. I don't think that that needs to change yet. Is my entire point. You know, the team is not at a place where they where they need to go all in on a superstar yet because they're not ready for that to make that like huge leap yet. I think if they had gotten to the second round this year, if they had gotten to the second, if they had beaten the Hawks, I would have been more with you. I would have been like, okay, you know, they got to the second round. At least now they can, you know, trade some stuff for a superstar, yeah. and then maybe, you know, and then maybe they, you could have really have something going. I think if you add Dame, you know, you, right now you said salary cap, and they do have salary cap, but if you add Dame, they can't add another max level free agent because. He isn't a guy that they signed themselves. They would need to resign okay. Julius next year, which would really make it difficult for them. And, and would. they would have all they would have to trade away pretty much him. every one of their young pieces and draft picks and stuff like that to get Dan already. So if they're, they're going, doing that, they're then you're basically locked into a team with Julius Randle and Dame Lillard, and that can be a fun team. That can be a pretty solid, decent team. But I don't see them as being like a consistent, contending championship level team. And that's what I want, to be honest. So. Okay, but this is the thing. I'm going to tell you the best because I'm looking at the breaking news or whatever, whatever. Apparently, and I didn't want to bring it up because everybody know I'm a homer, but if Portland does trade uh, C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons and they're looking to kind of rebuild, yeah, yeah. the best package that could come to them is from the Warriors. And yeah, so, I mean, that makes – I honestly think that it makes a lot more sense for the Warriors to go all in. They could trade, like, Wiseman, Wiggins, and their two first their two first-round picks next year and maybe, like, one or two first-round picks in the future or something like that. That's that's a package that exactly. makes – That's a package that makes most sense – a lot of sense for both teams because they're getting – the Blazers are getting a bunch of young players and picks for their rebuild, and the uh, Warriors are going all in because they have a team that, if Clay is healthy, they are ready to compete for a championship, right? Which is what Dame already needs. there. Yeah. Dame can't compete for a championship if the Knicks spend every single asset on him. And I, I, 
I think yeah, that Dame, would, I think that Dame would like like to play for the Warriors and stuff like that too. He's a really loyal guy to Oakland and all that stuff. He loves Oakland. He still has he wears that zero yeah. on his jersey for Oakland and all that stuff. Even though Barry. they're not in Oakland anymore, you know they they went uh, you know they went to San Francisco and all that. They're stuff. They're in the four one five. They're in San Francisco. Yeah, but they Cross went the to San Francisco and all that. But you know it's uh, I think that he would like to play for there. I think that he would be into playing for that team. But you know I. I it depends on whether they think that that's the right move for them, the Warriors. Uh, I think that it would be interesting. Yeah. I think that it would be a cool thing to see. I I think that it would make. Uh, I think it makes um, uh, Draymond's life super super hard on defense. He basically ha- would have to cover like three different positions on defense, which makes it very hard for him. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, especially with Clay coming back from from like two missed years, two really bad injuries. We don't know what his like defensive ability is going to look like for like. You know, probably like at least a year or something too. So, you know, I think that that yeah. is going to uh, kind of be a factor there. But yeah, it would be interesting. It would be fun, really fun to see uh, Dame in, in with the Warriors too, for sure. Yeah, Dame is and Steph, people would like be able to, to hate 30. the Warriors. You have to go again, from thirty-five. It's it's always hate when you the best. <laughs> Well, you're the best. That's why Giannis is getting hated on like no, this. No, like, I think that I think that what you said Giannis. is like accurate. That he doesn't like, you know, he's not like someone who's all buddy buddy with all other players and stuff like that. That's probably why they don't rate him as highly as as people do. And CJ McCollum has like, weird how, fantasies how, about him getting COVID for some reason. <laughs> how do you? I don't. Why the hell? Why the fuck would you want to yeah, wish COVID? Or not, not even wish. wish but why like, would think you about even like put that out into the world for some reason? <laughs> In the universe, that's, that's weird, weird, bro. Trip. Like CJ yeah. McCollum, it is. It is weird. Well, I was gonna say how? How? Okay, I know we gotta. Uh, we're going to close up soon. But how? How do you feel about Jason Kidd coming to the Mavericks and what he could do for? I Luka? think he doesn't do anything for Luca. I don't like Jason Kidd as a head coach. I do, I think that he's a very mediocre head coach. I think that he's a downgrade from Rick Carlisle, and I think that the Mavs. It just seems to me they don't really know what they're doing. That's that's what I think, to be honest. Does KP stay in Dallas? I mean, he has no choice but to stay in Dallas. He's one of the worst contracts in the league now. He can't stay healthy. He's bad on he defense. He's basically like a six. Uh, he's basically like a seven-three shooting guard who gets injured all the time, and that's not someone yeah. that any team wants to pay a max for. And sure. he's on a max deal now, so he's pretty much untradeable unless they add like extra assets to him. And because my Knicks have all those uh, first-round picks from them, they've they've got two first-round picks, <laughs> one this year and one in twenty-three. From the Mavs for him, they're they don't have enough picks, I think, to really trade him either. So you know, yeah, yeah, it's very enjoyable. I'm really enjoying that the download spiral the Mavs have been on ever since they traded <laughs> for KP. It's 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 enjoying to me. You know, I like that he's like kind of become like a sleeper agent or whatever, just destroying that team. And it, it makes me smile. It's good. messing them it's all nice. up. How did you how did you feel about the shooting last night uh, in the Pirates game? The shooting at the, or no, it was the Pirates. It was I don't know, man. What, yeah, what do shooting. you want me to even say about that? It's wrong. It's bad. <laughs> I don't like that. There's <laughs> shootings and mass shootings and stuff. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. My oh, I want to tell you my MVP. I, I I know I said who's the biggest winner and loser for that game. My MVP for that game though was the man that was counting the cash for the free throws. No, I think. He was I think he's my bills. LVP, That's my MVP. player. That person, that guy was annoying. <laughs> I didn't like his face. It didn't work. I didn't like his actions in the game. And I'm, you know, I'm rooting for the Suns, obviously. But you know, it made me, it yeah. made me root for them slightly less that that douchebag was just sitting there counting out cash during the game. You know, it Count made hundreds. me root for them a little less. One, I, I, I'm two. glad that at least he got to feel the sting of losing. You know, 
even if the Suns lost. That's my MVP because he helped Milwaukee get that lead. So that's why he's my MVP. Yeah, I guess. That's my, that's, that's my MVP. That's my quarterback right yeah, there. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess that's it for us unless you have anything else, Dex. Uh, you know, love, laugh. Eat, pray, stay happy. You what? know, we love Watch you guys. Watch the empty man, um, which is the opposite of all the things that Dex just said. Watch the new man. What else was I gonna say? Um, oh yeah, um, like uh, you guys subscribe. Yeah, like subscribe. Uh, you know, if you have questions, comment questions. Oh, Dex, we forgot to actually answer that question that we got from Malcolm. Oh shit. Yeah, let let's just do that real quick. quick, and then we well, can close it out. Oh, uh, what was it? He was asking about what LeBron and what position. Yeah, yeah, I think position. And then Malcolm, Malcolm Washington was asking too. about LeBron. Let me, can you bring it up? Because I'm on a different oh, laptop okay. right now. Okay, yeah, let me pull it up here. Actually, let me bring it up in my other phone. I can bring it up in the other phone real quick. But I know Malcolm Washington. Thank you for you know the question, uh, Prashanta. Um, you could take. Uh, I can answer the first one. Yeah. I think he's uh, he's legit a what, small forward, uh, basically. Why don't you uh, look for that? Uh, why don't you uh, just talk, I guess, you know, free talk or whatever while I uh, look for Oh, free talk? Okay. Yeah. So, while I look it up. So, you know, LeBron James is uh, what I'm looking for. So, free talking. Let's see. Boozer. Uh, Boonheiser's not a good coach. Uh, Chris Paul is still the man. Uh, why the fuck was LeBron James in Phoenix with a bottle? He brought his own bottle to a game? Whoever had that, whoever's the tequila guy, he's getting banked now. Uh, I mean, yeah, he probably uh, owns a piece of that uh, company or whatever. So. <laughs> he does. Let's see what else. Uh, the dude that's uh, Justin Bieber and um, Peaches, whatever, yeah. uh, did not help Georgia sell more Peaches. I'm just going to let you know that yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm trying to find the freaking Yeah, I'm trying to find the question right now. So, you know, you can keep telling your lies, I guess, while all this is happening. The lies. This is the truth. Uh, I told everybody. Right, so I told everybody. Malcolm's question was, uh, you guys are great. What position... <laughs> Uh, do you consider LeBron James and who is both your guys' favorite players? So, uh, Chris Paul is my favorite player, and I consider LeBron to be kind of a positionless guy who led the positionless revolution, whatever, in the NBA. He can play pretty much anywhere, so that's pretty much what I think my answer to those questions. What about you, Dex? Uh, great question, Malcolm Washington. Thank you for, you know, at putting in that yeah. question. So, uh, my position is, uh, for LeBron, I'm more old school. He's a small forward. He fits that frame. As I said, um, I can't, like, if you put him as a point guard, then he challenges all the point guards are all time. You know, then we got to, like, change up our top five, top ten point guards are all time, right? If LeBron considered a point guard, like Magic. So, I consider him a small, a small forward, still a wing. He posts up, and, uh, my favorite player at this I like. I don't know if you mean during the finals, or does he mean just overall? Because I, I think I told y'all. I think y it might be overall, just because he didn't say right overall. Now, so. It's Steph Curry. Overall, is Steph, right? It goes Steph Curry. It's Steph Curry. It then it goes Jason Tatum and Zion is like two A and two B, and then Giannis is three. Yeah. And then I'm starting to actually. I'm really, really starting to like Taco Fall from the Boston Celtics. Why? I don't know. I just like saying his name. Is it? I just like saying his name. He's a big dude. All right, man. And he's got a good heart. Boban and the Chips commercial. I you know, guess. I can keep going. I mean, is it the Chips I or is it the, the... I like <laughs> players who are actually good and can play a regular minute. Oh, my... Oh, minutes, and I got, I'm just different, I guess. I don't know. My favorite player... And I... No, I'm going to tell you guys. Chris Paul's not uh, Prashanta's favorite player. Chris... Uh, Prashanta's favorite player is 
Christoph Prosingis. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that right now. All right. He yeah, loved it. Yeah, that's yeah. he's in a love hate relationship with them right now. That's all okay. it is. So uh, you know that's hate. it for us, you guys. After that disgusting slander from Dexter, uh, I don't have I you don't have it. anything else to say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we will uh, talk to you next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, bye. I guess yeah. Thank you. You guys have a good night. <laughs>